This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad, presented by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. You know, it, it, how long do you want to let this go? <laughs> you know I won't talk, right? I know, that's why I had to start. This is when, a talk station. When Super Rod's singing. It's that, not a talk Rod station. That's Rod Stewart, isn't it? Is that Stewart? Rod, Roderick, Roderick Stewart. Stewart? Mm-hmm. My fave. So you got a couple songs? He's, he's, yeah, and he has my heart. Uh, and my soul. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You gonna change Shall your name? Be my breath. And change your name to Maggie. Shall we grow old? Anyway, <laughs> apparently we're not here talking about Rod no, Stewart. No, we're talking no. about women's sports and the attention it gets, or the lack of attention. Yeah, it gets. And, and that's true. Uh, I think that is, uh, and that's been a bit a problem in a lot of areas, especially in pro sports, where the women do get uh, get get overwhelmed. It's been unfair as far as uh, some some amounts of uh, of money that they can actually make in pro you sports. Bet. The argument is, if people aren't watching, how, what are we supposed to pay you with? But look, there's so much there's so much uh, sport for for girls and for women across the country in a variety of levels. That having an opportunity to to, to shine a light on it and a focus on it is pretty cool. And that's what this next interview is all about as we uh, take a look at the fast and female uh, community and also a special blog that keeps an eye on uh, on girl and girls and women in sport in our country. We have a couple of guests this morning. Uh, Caitlin Labert is uh, a sport advocate for girls and women and also has a blog that basically yep. highlights some of the top stories uh, through the month. And Gabriella Estrada, or Gabby Estrada, is the executive director of Fast and Female, both joining us this morning on 630 Jed. Just so we can get the, the voices to the names properly, Caitlin, good morning. How are you today? Hi, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. And Gabby, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. Hope you both are too. <laughs> we are. We are. Uh, it's a great day in the city of Edmonton today. So let's talk a little bit about Fast and Female. What is it? So we are a national charity and we run events and programs across the country that support our mission, which is all about empowering girls through sport, physical activity and education. And what does that mean? How do you empower girls and women in sport? So the spaces that we create through our events and programs are all about bringing girls together and introducing them to local role models. We use the acronym REAL, Relatable Empowered Active Leaders, and showing them the incredible women in sport, whether it's uh, as athletes, as coaches, officials, um, or folks that are working adjacent to the sports sector, like journalists and doctors and firefighters and things like that. Well, it kind of, kind of makes me curious then, is it about the sport or is it about the role models and sport just happens to be a, a conduit for that, for that sort of... A role model situation? You know, Daryl, that's a great question. I think it's a little bit of both. We want girls to see that they can participate in sport and physical activity and get these amazing life skills like confidence and leadership skills, but that they also have a future through participating in sport and can use that to uh, kickstart their career. So, Caitlin, let's talk about your sports stories. You uh, sort of recap or cover the top stories in sports across Canada. Tell us about what people can expect to read on your blog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so far it's been uh, a weekly recap. So the stories that have come out in the last week, whether it's Canada, um, some of them are more 
uh, global. So say if it's like a study that was done in the States, um, I've covered some of those so far. Um, and it's a mix. You'll get some stories that are more grassroots or um, a local organization, that kind of side of things. Um, you'll see, too, there's been some features about uh, programs or events or camps that will take place. Um, you know, for example, say in the Toronto area, but we're also looking to kind of find those events and those opportunities and um, those extra, yeah, extra opportunities to participate in things across Canada, not just Toronto. Um, and then you'll get a mix too. Even for example, this week, some of the stories highlighted just wins of some of the Canadian athletes, and whether it's on the swimming side or skiing or. Uh, for example, soccer that we might have heard a bit more about. Well, soccer we've heard a lot about lately with Christine Sinclair. Yeah. You talk about your role model and somebody who is the uh, the personification of perseverance and excellence. Uh, she's nearing her last game with the uh, the national team, so that's got to be huge uh, as far as being on your on your radar. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah, yeah. Even on that side, there's there's even a couple mini stories that could be covered. Just uh, you know, just with her kind of her retirement run and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, leading up to her last game tomorrow, for sure. Young soccer players have looked up to Christine Sinclair. In fact, Christine Sinclair, household name, I I would probably dare guess. Mm -hmm. Most households have heard of her or have Mm -hmm. talked about her. You're losing a role model here for women's sport, uh, a pretty big one. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to just look back at uh, her legacy and um, you know, kind of her career as a whole. And for example, even where uh, I think she's spoken about before, but where she's kind of leaving Canada soccer versus where it had started when she had begun playing mm-hmm. and just kind of recognizing the progress that way. Um, I know too that she's started, I believe it's like her own foundation for, I believe it's girls in soccer. And I think she'd received like um, a check for that at the second last game, or sorry, the last game that she had played. Um, so I feel like that's a cool way to look at it too is um, her legacy, but also what she plans to do to still keep in soccer moving forward after playing professionally. Uh, Gabby, fast and female, who, who who is your audience now and who do you want your audience to be? Who, who are you really trying to reach? Is this a widespread societal thing that you want to uh, try try to focus in? Or are you just primarily focused in on, on girls and women uh, and, and giving them you know a light to look to? I mean, it really is widespread because at the end of the day, it's hard for us to reach the girls without reaching their parents and guardians. And when you're focusing on wanting to create a better sport culture and environment for girls and women, it takes everyone. It takes allies and supporters and officials and that's where we want to make a difference and we want to start to educate as well. And that's where having Caitlin on our blog is such a great opportunity to be able to showcase what else is happening in the sector and then still being able to take what's happening professionally and at a national level and create that change on the ground with the girls. And then the women are a huge part of it is being our role models and, um, you know, really working to highlight and elevate the role models across the country that won't just impact young girls, but will also impact boys and other individuals to see this is the amazing things that women can do in sport. Gabby, why isn't women's sports watched or followed more? Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, no, but surely I, I think it's a lack of access a lot of the times too. You know, I, I say this all the time. I wish I could just turn on my TV at all points of time and have women's sport in the background the same way you can see men's sport mm-hmm. happening 24-7. And when you even think of women's soccer and Project 8 with Diana Matheson, it's, it's actually, it is really hard to watch women's professional soccer. And this, you know, farewell to her for Christine Sinclair is so awesome because it's given so much opportunity. These games are selling out. People want to support women's sport. So the more we can show that, the more we can advocate and make the case for having more women's professional sport here in the country. Yeah, so often it needs to be an event. I wonder if if in this way, Christine Sinclair and her, her farewell a couple of games is part of an event. Uh, do, you, do you have to sort of deal with that? Is, is, is it about the sport or is it about the event and the individual in that case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And I do think, you know, that's been a great, you know, marketing tactic and also just the reality of so many people wanting to go out and, and see the Canadian women's soccer team and be a part of the history of Christine Sinclair's legacy. And, you know, every time the women are in the country, you see great success of having them out here. Now it's, there's this added piece of come out and support the women's soccer team and say goodbye to Christine Sinclair. So, you know, it's unfortunate that it's an event, it's an amazing opportunity, but I just wish it could be a weekend thing. Like, let's just go watch the women play soccer this weekend. What are sports fans missing out on by not watching women's sport? Oh, I mean, the the skill you see is, like, just incredible. It's it's this opportunity to support something in this country that we need more of. And look at when the WNBA, you know, they came and had the game here in Toronto. It's, that was a huge success, also another sellout game. And so the more we have those opportunities, the more you also see young women and girls and just people in general, everyone coming out to support women's sport. But I think the seeing the young girls is a big thing. And Kaylin and I were both at the WNBA game and even – looking at some of the women's soccer games is when you see girls being able to see themselves represented on the field of play, that is something they may never get again, which is so unfortunate and also so powerful when you see their faces light up and they can see their role models in action and also a future for themselves right in front of them. That's the kind of thing. It's also a building block, though, too, and that's what you guys are trying to build on. So we really appreciate your time this morning uh, sharing with us what you're doing and, uh, and, and your outlook. Really, really good to chat with you guys this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Gabby Estrada, Executive Director of Fast and Female, and Caitlin Labert, a sport advocate for women and girls. And you can check out uh, her sports stories recap on the Fast and Female website, fastandfemale.com. Let's take a quick break. Back in a moment here on This Morning. Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. Coming up on 620, uh, one of the things we are talking about women in sport mm-hmm. and girls, uh, the one of the one of the most brilliant marketing uh, campaigns that I saw was during the Women's World Cup. Did you, do you remember the uh, the ad that came out? It was from the French national team, and they showed they showed men's soccer, mm. the men's men playing, and just some amazing plays. And they were showing some of the highlights. And it was just brilliant. And it's not until the end of the ad that you find out that they had put women in, put men over top of the women's plays, sort of computerized, uh, deep fake, if you like. And then you find out that all those great plays were actually a bunch of women playing. And it was their level of, of skill that you were going, wow, that's awesome. And it was a yeah. realization that, you know... <laughs> what what, what are watch. we missing out on, right? And, and this, is, this, is a, this affects our girls 
uh, as mums and dads, um, not seeing themselves is 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 a problem, yeah, right? Be. And then and seeing you know everyone you know hyping up uh, men's hockey. Well, there's a new female league that I, I don't even think probably half of households know is coming. It's just in, getting, in the new year getting rolling, and at least that has an opportunity to, to get there. And there's also been talk about trying to get a a, a women's soccer league in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the few uh, top ten rated countries in the world that doesn't have uh, that kind of uh, of a system in place. I also understand that uh, yeah, it's, it costs a lot of money to get these things off the ground, and if people aren't coming out to watch it. So which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do you have to invest oh, an get. awful lot and hope yep. that people will come out and support it? Depends on whether somebody's willing to risk that kind of cash on it. Morley, weigh in. Sports guy. I saw your mic on, so I'm like, he's, he's jumping into this conversation. Women in sports, why aren't people watching them? Uh, that's a very good question because, I mean, some of the, you look back, especially the Canadian women's national hockey team, some of the wins they've had, uh, the games with the U.S., they're just fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason, they just don't draw. And people get upset that, you know, the men's worlds are on at better time than the women's worlds and or the women's worlds is just streamed sometimes or events and people get upset. And it's because people don't watch as much. And well, or it because doesn't they can't generate watch as much. it because it's not on. You, yeah, exactly. That's again chicken and the egg. Yeah, it's a chicken and the egg thing, and and it's a financial thing too. Men's sports generate so much more money, and that's again, it goes back to chicken and egg. Like women's sports could probably do it, but they don't give it the opportunity right now. And if they do give it an opportunity, sometimes if it doesn't pay off right away, then they they then that scares anybody else from giving another opportunity down the road. So it's, it's yeah. It ends up being risky. You mentioned the hockey league. It'll be interesting to see what kind of reaction it gets in January when it begins play and how many people, how many games are going to be on TV and easily accessible and how many people are going to watch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, tomorrow night's event in BC with Christine Sinclair, that's a huge event. Right? Yeah, that's, but, that's but as Daryl the... said, it's an event. So yeah. if Christine Sinclair wasn't retiring... Would you have the same impact would it, would on that game? Would there be as no, much That game wouldn't be at BC Place. No, mm-hmm. it wouldn't yeah. be at BC Place. It'd be... Out at a smaller stadium somewhere. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, chicken and the egg. Chicken and the egg. And uh, you get... Uh, I, I just wonder who's... If you can find somebody who has deep enough pockets that's willing to invest in that. And that's, and that's, showcase, that's a leap of faith. And though, showcase too. what these women have uh, to offer and, and their abilities. But it's, it's a tough go. Yeah. For sure it's a tough go. Because if you think about how many Canadian male athletes you could name, it's probably a pretty long list. Mm-hmm. Female athletes... There are lots, mm-hmm. but much fewer. And also, that, that, that are household names. Absolutely. Yeah. Golf to tennis to soccer uh, and hockey. Absolutely. There are, there are top, top names that everybody remembers. Uh, so if you want to jump in on that, you have your text line available to you. It's our text line. It's your text line. Uh, 630-CHED, 780-496-0063. Uh, hey, just a heads up uh, on the text line. I've got a note in uh, the, the road 814 from Metasquin to Airport Road. So coming into the city from Metasquin, snow covered and icy. Uh, they have three to four inches of snow in Wetaskiwin, says Mark. Man, that sounds like an awful lot. That is, that, that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. Uh, here in the city, uh, at least on the Anthony Henday, it was quite um, wet because sloppy. they put that little special... What'd you call it? The lotion. The lotion. The (laughs) snow removing lotion. The snow removing, ice removing lotion. The magic elixir (laughs) that they put on the Anthony Henday that corrodes your car but makes it really drivable. It's a snow and paint exfoliant. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the trucks uh, with the liquid. Uh, Obviously, it has a chemical name. I I just don't know it offhand. 
The stuff, the lotion. The stuff, the it's stuff the that's going to rust my cars. Perfect. But you know, you wash your car on a regular basis. That's that's a, a must it, now because it's a mitigating it, it will be a thing uh, certainly coming up.